You are now listening to the Sports Bet Show podcast, brought to you by NYC Food and Travel. Follow the Sports Bet Show on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Bet Show for sports, news, predictions, and weekly betting picks for the common man. Let's go. All right, sports fans, welcome back and thank you for listening. This is the Sports Bet Show. It's a Friday night. I think this might be our first Friday night show. Today is lucky Friday, November 13th. Uh, it's a beautiful evening. We got a beautiful show for you guys. Uh, as always, I'm your co host, Frankie Dees, joined by my brother from another mother, Josh. How you doing, brother? Frank, it's a Friday night, so we got cocktails in hand tonight. We're ready to go. Cocktails in hand. Let's and, do it. Uh, I am very excited for our guest tonight. So uh, I'm going to let you introduce him, but I, I am very excited. Pumped. Pumped up. As a reminder, we are on video. If you guys are going to watch us on YouTube, we are at Sports Bet Show. We're going to toss it up on Twitter, on Instagram, at Sports Bet Show. Without further ado, folks, we've got a special guest for you tonight. Show number 11. Tonight we are joined by our brother, Uncle Alex, <laughs> a.k.a. The Bull. Bull, how you doing, buddy? Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Very good. I'm very excited to uh, participate tonight, especially because I, it's a Friday show. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, Friday show. And I think, Josh, this is the first time we've done or recorded a Friday show, right? We're going to release this probably Saturday for before the football games. Uh, but... Yeah, Friday night. It's uh, it's nine thirty. I'm drinking some Blanton's bourbon out of a Starbucks sippy cup. Uh, you know, because <laughs> I'm in my office, aka the business lounge of my apartment. Uh, Josh, what are you drinking, buddy? So I am uh, I am becoming a fan of, of my homemade Negronis now. Um, so a nice a nice gin mixture for you. I um, love it. It's, it's what you got to do when you got four kids at home. You know, you got especially on a Friday night. You know, they're gonna be yours for the whole weekend. So you got to start with Negronis. I love it. I'm going to tell your wife you said that. Uh, Uncle Bull, what's in the cup? Uh, I broke down and bought a bottle of Terramana yesterday. Ooh. Um, only after being lectured for about 25 minutes about how many celebrities have liquors out now. Apparently, there's every single one of them on the shelves now is like Ryan Gosling. Like the He guy was the newest one, right? Uh, not Ryan yeah. Gosling. Also, uh, what's his face? Uh, Deadpool. What the uh, Reynolds. No, that's Reynolds. not fucking Ryan right. Gosling. Ryan, is it Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Ryan Gosling's the Notebook, dude. Come on, every bro knows that. I can't picture either of them. <laughs> I'm just picturing Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh God. We'll talk about that guy too. Uh, all right. So you bought some nice tequila, is what you're trying to say. Awesome. Yeah. It's great, dude. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. I'm super excited. Uh, Obviously, day two of the Masters today, so we've got two full days, but not two full rounds of the Masters under our belt. They keep calling it because of darkness here in November. Uh, but we have the Masters in November. It's an absolute blessing. Uh, if you listen to episode 10, we brought over Uncle Chris and Uncle Mikey. Uh, go back. Alex is laughing at the names. Uh, Uncle Chris and Uncle Mikey. Um, go back and listen to episode number 10 because, uh, folks, 
all of the names that we mentioned on podcast episode number 10 are either in the top 15 or the top five on day two of the Masters. Uh, I'm just going to leave that there and see what you guys think. So, so one thing that I, I also want to uh, bring up, and we talked about it a little, is we were very against the favorite. So Bryson, Bryson's, uh, Bryson's having a little rough, rough go here. I mean, he's got a couple holes to go tomorrow. He does have an eagle putt when he, uh, when he starts, I mean, you know, uh, tomorrow, but I, uh, I did end up putting a couple dollars on him to miss the cut. So I'm really hoping that he, uh, he takes his wedge out tomorrow on that Eagle putt and just puts it in the woods. So we'll Uh, see that that bet was plus five fifty. Uh, Josh took it before Thursday started, which, uh, uncle Mikey really broke it down nicely about how our, our our contrarian view on Bryson, uh, DeChambeau, because everybody, all the the entire media circuit, uh, the masters.com, like, uh, golf.com, like all of them, PGA Tour, Instagram are just like salivating over the way Bryson is breaking the game. And honestly, like I respect the guy for, I respect the guy wholeheartedly for his level of work ethic, his dedication to the game, dedication to his own craft. Like the guy is really a mad scientist, but I have a problem with the way he's playing the Masters, and I'll tell you why. The guy had a tumultuous round one where he he had bogeys, he had pars, he had birdies, right? He's hitting balls into the woods. He's trying to hit balls over into other fairways. Today, on what is arguably one of the easiest holes at the Masters, number three, right? It's the shortest par four. It's 350 yards. Bryson DeChambeau triples the hole. So you must be thinking like, oh, he hit it into the water, like whatever, you know, his caddy like took out his legs. The guy just stood up to the to the plate as he actually mentioned verbatim in an interview. He says, I'm going to step up to the plate and try to hit the ball as hard as I can, like a home run hitter. And he steps up to the plate and he tries to he, and he said the strategy on the TV. He's like, I'm going to try to hit the green on 350 yards. I'm trying to just plunk the ball onto the green. And he absolutely just knife hooks it over into the woods. They can't find his ball. So like I'm a I'm like a 13 12 handicap on a good day. My thought process there is walk back to the hole, take out your 3 wood, hit a nice little 250 yard 3 wood, have a nice little whatever sand wedge he uses to the hole and make a fucking double even a double bogey, right? The guy steps up to the plate, hits the exact same shot right back into the woods and makes a triple. I just I would not play the hole like that. That's all. Big tree fall hard, man. That's <laughs> true. Though. Bigger, I mean, so I I mean I like watching him play because he plays like how I want to play. So you know you gotta at least <laughs> like it. Although like I feel like he's having like back issues every time I see his elbows never move. But anyway, um, I, what I think is interesting is the difference between him and John Rom. Both of them relatively the same age and. Mm-hmm how Bryson flips out all the time. And Rom used to, but I feel like he's gotten much better at that for as the diminishing amount of golf I've been able to watch recently. Um, and I loved him even before I saw the skip over the pond hole in one in his practice round too. So that was um, how cool is that? That was right? so yeah. cool. Um, so that's, uh, you know, just some maturity, I think speckled in there along with, you know, those big muscles can go a long way for him. And I think we'd all benefit from that. It's kind of like, Retro Dustin Johnson a little bit, or Henrik Stenson even, right? Speaking of Dustin Johnson, Josh, our pick for Dustin Johnson, 
the guy is tied for the lead with our other pick, Justin Thomas. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel, you know, and just to go back to what Bull was saying too, like the difference between Rahm and DeChambeau real quick. Bryson DeChambeau needs, need, needs to do some things to make the cut. John Rahm's one shot off the lead. That's the difference mm. right there. And, you know, going back to the picks that we did have, you know, um, <laughs> my Bubba pick has not worked out great so far, but the guy's going to play on Saturday, it seems like. So um, that's good. He had a good second round. Um, but no, Justin Thomas has had um, a pretty up and down round. And to be tied for the lead is actually really impressive because he's had some really tough moments. Um, but to be there and then Dustin Johnson sort of had a pretty steady round going in there. So, um, yeah, you got four guys tied for the lead as of right now. Again, there's some more golf to be played tomorrow, um, you know, in the second round, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty happy with, uh, with, with how we did so far in uh, episode 10. Yeah, man. Uh, I think our biggest sleeper in there was maybe, I mean, our guy of our guy, our guyception guy. Uh, if you listen to episode 10, 10, you'll get what we're talking about. Um, he picked Ty Hatton, right? So Terrell Hatton, uh, not looking too hot, might not <laughs> make the cut. Um, but our other sleeper pick, Paul Casey, you know, the veteran, the, the you know, the the uh, the true, the tried and true man out there, like the Englishman. He's just hitting it all over the Masters like he's done it a thousand times. And I love it. It's, he's playing really well. So uh, I'm, I'm actually rooting for Paul Casey now. I think that would be a really good. Uh, pick up. I think the odds on him were like ridiculous, like plus thirty five hundred or plus four thousand. Yep. Um, and so, if he were to win, and honestly, I think he's a guy that deserves it. He's always cool, calm, collected, always like a good uh, fan of the sport and player, obviously. So, Frank, for, do you remember when we went? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you remember when we went to the Barclays? Do you remember our encounter with Paul Casey? I was pretty drunk that day. Uh, <laughs> so long story short, we, we left our little VIP tent to go watch some guys hit off hole. This number was like 2016, right? 2016 yeah. the Barclays? Yeah, yeah. in Jersey. Yeah. In Jersey. Um, so we, we wander over, watch some guys hit, and we're trying to walk back, and they have it all gated off. And we didn't realize, but uh, Paul Casey, hit, he hit his tee shot, and then he like ran to the porta potties, like went to go take a shit or something. And we're, oh, waiting to, like, this. we're waiting for the ushers to like let the rope like uh, let us through to go cross back to where we could go drink more. And Paul Casey like comes up like kind of through us and ducks under the rope and starts walking down to where he hit his shot in the fairway. And we all start yelling like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, get back here! Like, you're not supposed to be there!" And he yeah, just like did. turns around with his like big nose. We're just like, "Oh, like, go ahead, man!" Like, he just like gives a thumbs up. He's a very unassuming guy. Like if you yeah. see him, he kind of yeah. looks like a patron. He looks like a fan. Uh, you know, he's got that hat over his eyes. You can't really tell him apart. We were also pretty, pretty dialed up that day. Uh, great tournament. I, I actually wore my Barclays shirt the other day when I played in Arizona. So hey, it's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, we feel great about the Masters. I mean, I, I, you know, admittedly didn't put too much money on it just because, like we said, I'm actually going to wait for some live betting on Sunday. I think that's like the coolest way to do it uh, just because I have nothing better to do. Um, but yeah, the Masters. We'll come back. Frank, come back. I got one final thought on that. One final thought on that, okay? Just saying, okay? I'm just saying it. Phil Mickelson is four shots off the lead. I'm just saying that. That's all. I'm going to leave that right there for you, buddy, okay? We'll put Who it. Who doesn't root for the big lefty? Everybody yeah, of does. Of course, everybody roots. I may have put some money on him to win outright. We'll see. May or may not. Big <laughs> disclaimer. Pro probably did. Thursday night football. 
Colts versus Titans. We actually didn't comment on this game uh, in episode 10, uh, but Josh and I did text back and forth at this same exact time. I text Josh and I go, I love Titans and the over. He goes, fuck you. I like Colts and the under. And I go, friendly bet? And he goes, is it going to go on the podcast? I'm like, no, no, we won't put it on the podcast. (laughs) So we pushed. We got a Colts and the over, right? So uh, nobody really wins that one uh, between Josh and Frank. Um, I think the Titans played well. I think the Colts defense just like really played better. I I still think that Phillip Rivers looks like he's throwing with a broken arm, but somehow he gets it done. He had his best game that I've seen him in, you know, as far as the season. You know, I haven't watched all the games, obviously, but, um, you know, he threw for over 300 yards, didn't make any mistakes, didn't didn't turn the ball over, um, spread the ball around real nicely. Um, I was uh, I was hoping for a, a, a T.Y. Hilton touchdown, which never came. Um, unfortunately for me as, as I parlayed a little bit, but, um, oh, you did the same game in game parlay, didn't you? I did. I did an in game oh, parlay, which man. always, always screws me. Um, yep. but no, I, I, um, I think the Colts are, you know, I think Philip Rivers, you know, he needs a little time to figure out, you know, this new system, this new city, this new, all these new players. Um, and I think he's starting to get there. I, I don't think he's the franchise quarterback or anything like that. Like, you know, but if he can just manage the game and that defense keep playing, keeps playing as well as it has, you know, they're, they're going to be a team to beat in that division for sure. Yeah. Like Derrick Henry was still running all over the place, but not the same way that he runs over any other team. Like he was throwing the stiff arms and they were throwing the stiff arms right back in his face. So, uh, it was a good game. But honestly, we usually shit all over Thursday night games because it's usually like the worst game of the week. I thought last night was a lot better than expected. So kudos to the NFL. Uh, we got a great Sunday card, uh, and we're going to dive all into it. Uh, fun fact, this is, I was actually reading a CBS article where they were really propping themselves up as a, as a media outlet. And they said, you know, this is the first uh, week since like 1988 that CBS will not be hosting uh, the games on Sunday and because of the Masters. Um, so because Jim Nance, obviously, you know, the the connection to the Nance, uh, to the ma- to the Nancers, to the Masters. And uh, but I they're like, answers. We're Nancers. Uh, I fucking love Jim Nance. Uh, he's the man. Oh, of course. Um, but, yeah, so fun fact, uh, this week there are more 4 o'clock games than 1 o'clock games, which I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of like getting a lot of the football, you know, in the early part of the day, especially, you know, I can't stay up late anymore. And Like, I'm freaking old, guys. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel, but I'm looking forward to a good Sunday. Well, I agree. I I wish I lived in California so I could wake up at, you know, whatever, 10, 11 and get all my football in and not feel guilty about staying up so late. So, you know, uh, it's one of those years, man. You just got We're just dealing with it. It's <clears throat> it's hard. I, I, I struggle to uh, complain because I was I personally didn't even want to I didn't make any single any bets for the first like four weeks of the season because I was so frustrated with you know the whole lead up to the season i used to get like all in the groove with preparing for you know fantasy drafts and all this i felt like i was going in blind so yeah uh, i feel like now um there's so many other variables going on anyway with like how the games are and especially with the times changing and people being out so 
you know, it is what it is. It's funny you say that, Alex, because uh, I was listening to a, a different podcast. Uh, I'm a fan of this one. I, I won't name names because, you know, we're competing at this point. Um, you know, 11, epi- 11 episodes in, so people watch out. Uh, but they said, uh, it was a cool set, they said that home field uh, advantage this year is basically null. There are yeah. There is literally no home field advantage. Road, road dogs have actually won 67 of the total 123 games. So... Obviously, you know, we're splitting it down the middle. Uh, so I think that's really going to affect how we're looking at bets for the rest of the year, because I'll be honest, like as you know, not I'm not a professional better by any means. I do actually have a nine to five job. Uh, I always put a little more juice to the home team just because like, you know, it does actually matter when there are fans in the stands. But I think with this piped in noise and even if even if at some stadiums they have a couple thousand fans, like it's just not making the same difference so uh that might play into some of our picks today josh should we get into the card let's do it let's do it uh so josh and i our process is kind of like after monday night football we take about 10 minute break we wake up tuesday morning and already you know in my text i've got a whole slew of games from josh and he's like i love this i hate this i love this and naturally i respond right back and i say i hate all the ones that you love and i love all the ones you hate <laughs> and for the next two days we talk about it uh so this this week kind of like week i think it was week nine that was just an absolute slaughter slaughter fest no week eight week eight was eight, eight was eight was a slaughter fest we don't feel that great about a lot of the games, but we feel pretty good about some of the games. Uh, blanket statement there. Let's just kick it off with the Washington football team against the Lions. I actually fucking hate this game. Josh, what do you think? <laughs> I think it's a it's a dumpster fire, and I think we're going to stay away from it. I just think it's uh, yeah, I just don't I don't like anything about it. Alex at all. Thoughts on the Washington football team this year? It's just I can't, I can't even laugh a little bit like without I can't even say that without laughing a little bit. The Blantons is getting to me, folks. Alex, what do you think? Well, uh, you know, any team going through as much as they are, it's hard. But when Ron Rivera was brought in to do it, you know, to kind of right the ship in that sense. So I've I've always liked their uh, their approach, like their greatness to. Um, especially the way they play division games. But uh, I, I really don't trust them enough to have the, um, you know, to even keep it close, honestly. Like, I, <clears throat> I feel like that they've, they haven't even played any, they haven't played that top of the schedule yet. So I feel like we haven't even seen the bottom. Also, if Dalvin Cook keeps running the way he's running, there's oh, just yeah. absolutely no, no stopping him. No defense yep. is going to stop that guy. He's just, uh, I don't know if he's on steroids or just he woke the fuck up this year, but he is crushing it. Uh, we're going to skip the Eagles and the Giants uh, 1 p.m. game because we're going to come back to that. That might be one of our special picks. Uh, the Jags at at the Packers. Uh, this nope. is another game where uh, if you listen to episode, I think, 5, uh, so Josh and I were kind of on the Jags in the beginning of the year. I think it might have been the mustache from the Minshew, uh, the shoe. Uh, we bet on them a couple times. We got absolutely just slaughtered every single time we bet on them. So episode four or five, we said we're never talking about the Jaguars ever again. So if you're a Jaguars fan out there and you're listening for a Jaguars podcast, well, this is not the one for you. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, the Packers are a 13 and a half point favorite. I don't. 
love that, but I would actually take that bet. And I think they cover by two score, probably just two scores. I think this is actually a good number uh, that Vegas is putting out. If it tips to 14, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. Um, this is actually, I think going to be my favorite game of this Sunday card. The Buccaneers coming off of arguably Tom Brady's worst loss of his career in terms of just getting punted in the face. Uh, They score three points. The Saints walk all over them. Drew Brees looks like Drew Brees that he used to be. Uh, I think that Tom Brady, and I'd love to hear your reactions, is going to come out this week guns blazing because – I've been watching Tom Brady for 20 freaking years against my Jets, and every time that he comes off a loss, I know that that practice, that week, he just demands absolute perfection. The guy does not sleep until he feels like the team is in a good place. Solely because of that, and obviously Josh is going to hit us with some other stats, but I think the Bucs cover this. I think they're a minus six. Uh, favorite on the road against the Panthers. Panthers coming off of a good cover. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's been a, a cover cover king, but what do you guys think? So, statistically, this was Brady's most lopsided loss of his career. Okay, so his I was entire right. Entire <laughs> career, most lopsided loss of his career. Fantastic. Um, and and to your point, I think he absolutely rebounds. I I can't. I would not want to be anywhere near Tom Brady on the Buccaneers offense this week in practice. He is probably like, you just want to be as far away from him as you can. So that being said, I, I think that he's got another week of reps with Antonio Brown and you know, he's whipping him into shape. You know, right now they're, they're like, they're probably doing extra work right now. Just him and Antonio Brown, just to make sure they don't have that ridiculous intercept interception that he threw. That was clearly a miscommunication. Um, you know, and, and that comes with that. Um, um, but going on to the Panther side a little bit, um, you know, they held their own against the Chiefs, but that's with Christian McCaffrey getting 151 all-purpose yards and two scores. He's not going to play this week. Yeah, he got a shoulder injury, yet. right? I don't yeah. think it's official yet. I don't know if it's officially been ruled out, but he's he's not going to play this week. Um, they don't have anybody to replace that yardage and those scores. They don't have anybody that can do that. And I think that takes a lot of the focus off of Teddy Bridgewater needing to win the game. Um, that being said, Teddy Bridgewater did put up some really big numbers against them when they played, um, the, I think it was week two. Um, he th- that was the most yards he's put up this year was 367 yards, but he also threw zero touchdowns and two interceptions and they lost 31, 17. Um, so you can throw the ball as much as, you know, Matt Ryan is an example. You can throw the ball as much as you can, but if you don't score in the red zone, it doesn't matter. Um, you got to score points to win the game. Whoever exactly. scores the most points wins the game exactly so <laughs> um write it down Paul. write it down um uh, alex so, i just know hold on josh i gotta cut you off does your hat say titties <laughs> <laughs> the for those that are not that oh not my god it does not say titleist folks for those on <laughs> video uh and or for those on audio that are not seeing the video alex <laughs> uncle al uncle bull is just wearing a black hat with white writing that just yeah. clearly says I've titties. I've got a face made for radio, so like I really got screwed <laughs> over with this whole uh, video chat thing. Oh, hey, well, let me that... say one thing about the uh, the Bucks and the Panthers. Um, 
two big, big things, almost literally, or pun intended. Russell Oku, out. Okay? Mm. Yeah, we're obviously out. I feel like Teddy Two Gloves is going to be under pressure all day by the Tampa Bay's way underrated defense because everyone just loves, you know, Tommy and Gronky and Antonio. So I feel like that they're now going to, you know, Tom's going to whip him into shape, like you said, heading into the playoffs. I feel like that's a no-brainer. All right. We're going to yeah, make Frank, it an official. Frank, just, yeah, just real quick. It, it's at five and a half, too, right now. So if oh, it I stays down it. there, forget it. Like that's that's the thing. Like if it can stay down there, and it's been pretty consistent all week. If it stays at five and a half, it's it's a absolutely like bull set of slam dunk. Yeah, I think it's a situational play. I think we're gonna put it in as official uh sports bet show bet. I think this is one that I was looking at before. Uh it's minus one ten at minus six. Uh, I'd even buy the extra half a point to get it to five and a half. Uh, I think the Bucks win by at least a touchdown, but if you want some more insurance, uh, go with it. So we're going Bucks over the Panthers, uh, Bucks on the road. Don't see them losing again. Uh, Texans at the Browns. This game just makes me laugh. I just hate the Texans and I hate the fucking Browns. One of our Josh first Frank picks. Now we're two and two. So, you know, it's an even slate. I took the Browns. Josh took the Raiders. The Browns just didn't – they did nothing. They looked like a bunch of puppets, and uh, it just wasn't good. So we're going to well, not I won that game, on. and it was all field goals. Like, that was like, the, that was like the saddest win I've ever had. It was just That's awful. Right. It was like 12-9 or some stupid score like that. That's right. Uh, Texans, Browns, we're skipping. Okay. Broncos, Raiders. Um, I actually like the Broncos here when it was at plus five and a half. It's now moved to plus four. They're the road dog uh, at the Raiders. Um, I don't like it as much. I know the four and the five is like the same point scheme in terms of key numbers. Uh, I totally understand that. But like, I just don't love the Broncos. I don't. Drew Locke had a good performance last week, but I just don't. I can't. I can't take them. I can't take them. Skip. Everyone's nodding their head. We're skipping it. Love it. Uh, this is a game. We're going 4.05 p.m. now, New York time on Sunday. We've got the Chargers who are just, I'm going to coin them, the most unlucky team on the planet. But I also <laughs> believe in making your own luck. And their coaching staff has made some pretty shitty plays, uh, you know, within three yards of the goal line. Their red zone offense is horrendous. Um but with that said, we've got the Chargers, a plus three road dog at the Miami Dolphins. Alex, I want your take on this, bro. Oh, man. Well, uh, <clears throat> I think that we are three weeks too early to talk about the Chargers because their next three, four weeks, they play the entire AFC East. So mm-hmm. This is going to be a lightning rod game, I think, to tell us a lot about the Bills, Chargers, and Dolphins relative to one another. You know me, I am all over the Bills this year, uh, as I have been since um, 19-something. So I would go go the Chargers here. Um, I love Tua, but... uh, I would just take the points. I think that at this point, <clears throat> I'm going to come back to the, I want to talk about them more later, but I, I'll, I would just take the points here, cross my fingers, and hope. Josh? 
See, I, I, I hate to disagree with you, Bull, and I do. But I, I think for us, I'm, I'm looking at the Miami to cover, um, you know, right now, and, you know, FanDuel, again, we use FanDuel because of Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Uh, for Frank and I, you know, they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Um, so, like, getting under that three, getting, getting closer to that one-and-a-half, I feel, uh, you know, in a toss-up game, I like the way that Tua played last week, and I have been a big Tua critic. Okay, absolutely, but he's doing enough right now to he's not making he's he's playing mistake free football. If he can continue to do that, and Miami's defense doesn't allow a lot of points. I know um, <clears throat> Herbert. You know he's got you know I think he's second in passing in the uh, you know in the NFL right now behind Russell Wilson in yards per game. Um, had 17 touchdowns in seven games, but this Miami defense is a really good pass defense. So I think that this will be a tough challenge for him. And I, I like Tua against the Chargers defense a little bit more than I like Herbert against the Miami Dolphins defense. So um, that's where I'm leaning. Miami one and a half. I know we talked about the home team not being a huge advantage, but I kind of feel like it might be here in a close game like this. Frank? I also think... Uh, this one opened at plus three for the Chargers. It's now plus one and a half. So I think a lot of uh, I, lo- I think a lot of money came in on the Chargers, pushing the line down for the the Dolphins uh, in their favor. Um, I, let's go with the Dolphins, Josh. Fuck you, Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this though: winner of this right. game, rookie of the year. Yeah. So yeah, that, and that's the other thing is you're looking at the. You're looking at the number five versus the number six pick from this past year's draft, neither of which we're supposed to be starting right now. Um, I, I, it's hard to say the winner of this game for sure. I just feel like Tua needs a little bit more. Like you know, Herbert's been in a little bit more, but like I feel like Tua needs a a couple more games under his belt. But yeah, I mean this 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 will sway the um, sway the decision in whoever's direction. I feel like for sure. I think it'll sway the decision if you're going strictly off of like the narrative of Tua and you know feelings and emotions. I think that if you look at the stats, though, Justin Herbert's gonna fucking slaughter him. He, I mean, even True. if you take the relative games that Tua plays against Herbert, like, like Herbert's Herbert's slinging the ball, and he's not what I love about the kid. And I'm not a Chargers fan by any means. Is like the kid will step back on first down and just sling it 45, 50, 60 yards down the field. And he has no fear. If he's doing that in his rookie year, uh, granted, there comes a lot of learning with, like, when don't you sw- sling it down the field? But if he's doing that in his rookie year and he stays healthy, he's a big kid. Uh, I just see him really having a great NFL career. And Tua coming in, like, when he came in in week eight or nine, whatever he came in at, uh, I just don't think he's going to make that big of an impact. Uh, I think he's going to be a great quarterback i think though like i don't want to jinx the guy but he's just like he's got to stay away from injuries because he loves to run and he's not that big of an individual i think uh he's got to really be careful you know so too if you're listening frank from the sports bet show says you need to be careful (laughs) frank say his last name come on i literally when the announcers say it i'm like Oh, so that's how you say it. And then I try to repeat it back to myself and I'm like, Tua Tuga Fugga Shugga Fugga. <laughs> the only one I can't really do is the um the Clemson guy, the Uungalele. Nope. Oh, Won't that, even try nope, it. Nope. Right? Nope. Yeah. I'm good. The Clemson guy. That's his name. Yeah. I love it. Uh 
Okay, but uh, I almost called you Bill. Okay, Uncle Bill. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about your bills. Uh, for those folks on the line that are listening, uh, Uncle Alex, Uncle Bull is from Syracuse, New York, which makes him a Buffalo Bills fan, folks. Bills you know Mafia. What? It was really terrible being a little kid for like right when like you're becoming conscious of like what sports are. And it was just like, oh, like, oh, it's Super Bowl again. Like, I got to watch the Bills play. And that was like all I could remember for like four years in the 90s. So oh, man. my reality came crashing down real quick. So this has been great to kind of live a little revival. Are you a Josh Allen fan? Am I a Josh Allen fan? Well, I don't I, know. Yeah, no, I, I am. I think that um, what I really like about him on compared to Tua, too, He's gotten, um, he looks more stoic in the pocket. Like his feet aren't, he's not flat footed, but he's not jumping around and skittish. Like I feel like, yep. you know, the two is and the Kylers are of the world. And because yep. he, he's so big too, he, he can just use his shoulders to avoid that contact versus having to completely avoid, you know, a guy's hand that's the size of your head. Um, so I think that uh, he's, he's gotten much better, obviously, statistically. And I love how they are now working different parts of their offense um, very deliberately. How they, what you know, Pete Carroll said after the Seahawks game, like, no, they just didn't run the ball like we would have won if they did or whatever. Their game plan was better. Um, so I like that they are able to, you know, flip the switch, go get the short yard pass, medium range um, with those with digs and all these guys that they're putting around them. So it's nicely coming together, and I love it. I wouldn't disagree. I mean, the guy's humongous. Like, you don't realize how big of a human being he is, and then they throw up the stats, or you see him walk next to, like, even a lineman, and you're like, oh, he's a big, big he's boy. Big mm-hmm. And yep. the fact that he can scramble, and I agree with the feet being stable in the pocket, like, he he reminds me, actually, of, like, a Ben Roethlisberger when Ben wasn't fat, yeah. uh, and when Ben could run a little bit more than he can run now, um, you know. Props to him. I think he's actually like 48 years old. Um, I actually have no idea. How old is Ben Roethlisberger? Does anyone know? Uh, I think he's he was a- uh, the Philip Rivers and uh, Eli Manning all in the same year. So he's, he's 100. So they should all be retired is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big Ben. That would be a 48, 38, something like that, maybe. Oh, speak, that's the next game we'll comment on. But speaking of the Steelers' offense, there's something wrong with it. I don't know how they continue to win games. It's just really incredible. Uh, maybe they are the luckiest team. Maybe they'll win the Super Bowl in a 2020 fashion, but we'll see what happens. Back to the Bills and the Cardinals. Um, so, so Bull, you're clearly taking the Bills here. Uh, yes, I am. And um, I'm going to actually talk a little bit more about them in my little uh, – what I built for you guys after this. But – I, yeah, I think that line's way off. I think that they, um, as long as their defense does their part, um, I think they'll be okay. They're healthy, and uh, they're playing well. So uh, I, I don't see how they're not in favor of this game, honestly. So I'm all over them. You don't think travel has anything to do with it? They're going cross-country? You're not worried no, about your bills? Not with, <clears throat> from everything I've read and heard about how there's no fans and how – there is uh, the logistics have just been more streamlined for everybody, and it's honestly been reflected in the game too. Um, we've talked about how there's been less holding penalties and higher scoring, but like there's no more like static shots of like you know some chick in the stands or the cheerleaders or something else. Like there's just more going on in the game, and there, I think that that pace has helped a lot of teams, especially the Bills. So 
Um, yeah, I don't think travel is a big deal, especially because they're going to Arizona, where anywhere is better than Western New York at this point in the year. So um, I, <laughs> I can vouch for that. I can vouch <laughs> yeah. for that. Uh, yes, Bills are. Bills are a plus 2.5 road underdog. Josh, I think we're going to tell Bull to go F himself. We're on the cards. Tell us why, baby. It's nothing personal, buddy. Okay, I just want to say that. Um, I think think the Bills are in for a tough game um, because I think, you know, you you look at, again, I'm, I'm looking at statistics here. I'm not, you know. We'll talk, about my Gi- we'll talk about my Giants later. Yeah, and I will. Um, the Cardinals right now are the number one team in the NFL with 422 yards per game of offense and averaging almost, th- you know, over 30 points a game. Um, Kyler Murray himself, and I love me some Kyler Murray. You know that. He's oh, gonna score we know a you love touchdown. it. He's going to score a rushing touchdown. If you guys Kyler- are not familiar, Josh uh, puts Kyler Murray to score a rushing touchdown prop bet Every single time they play, and four out of the last five times we bet it, Kyler Murray has scored one or two rushing touchdowns. So I think that's a prop bet. Throw it out. Book it for the sports bet show. Oh, yeah. Kyler Murray Absolutely. rushing touchdown. He is he is currently, by the way, eighth in the NFL in rushing of everybody, not quarterback. <laughs> everybody. Um, and he's tied for third with eight rushing touchdowns. Um he also can throw the ball. He throws the ball 260-plus yards a game, and he's got 16 touchdowns. Um, if, he, if, if they can't contain him, and we'll know that pretty early on, that's, that, that's the ball game. Like if, if you can't contain him, if he can scramble um, and set himself up for play-action passes and things like that, he is the running back that's going to set himself up for play-action passes. Um, and then the other thing is on the Bills' side, I looked at, um, their first four games of the season, they averaged 31 points per game scored. The previous, the the next four games, so you know weeks five through eight, they averaged 19 points per game. They played the worst defensive team in football, maybe in the history of football. They allow 8,000 yards a game in Seattle um, and scored 44 points. So that's the other question: is which of the Bills' team is sort of Jekyll and Hyde with on the offense? is going to show up right you know this week is it going to be the team that you know scored 44 points against Seattle last week or you know are they going to struggle a little bit um both the defenses are pretty average um I don't really give an advantage on the defensive side of the ball um I just feel like in a you know I mean you look at the over under right now it's at 56.5 um points I, I think it's still there yeah it is um you know this is built to be a barn burner of a game um, in a barn burner of a game, I give the edge to the Cardinals at two and a half. My two cents. I think this is a situational game for Cardinals. I know yeah. I keep using that phrase a lot, but I think the Bills are coming off of their best win that they've had probably pull in the last 10 years. I mean, if you think about it realistically, like when yeah. was the last time? I can't remember the time when the Bills put up 44 points, like in my in my football watching career, um, especially against a, a Seahawks team that's supposed to be pretty good. Granted, their their defense is is I think I could be on the field and play Atrocious. defense for the Seahawks. And I'm a small white Italian man from New Jersey, <laughs> so you know what that means, folks. Um, well, you know I was a I was a 300 pound field goal kicker in high school, so I can basically <laughs> do anything. 
I don't doubt that, my friend. Uh, Uncle Bull once told me we were having like a hypothetical chat. You know, one of those like, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Would you ever get hit by a car? And and Bull's response was, I would never let a car hit me. And just leave it at that. <laughs> like The audacity. Anyway, I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> would never let a car hit me. Uh, sports bet shows going Cardinals over the Bills for Uncle Bully. Uh, sorry, brother. We're going to go cards minus two and a half as home favorites against the Bills. This, this is going to be the game of the week, by the way, too. This is this is going to be probably the most exciting game of the week for sure. I think yeah. it's going to be a I, great game. I'm really looking forward to that one and the Bucks. I think Bucks at one yeah. o'clock is great. Cardinals at four o'clock is yeah, awesome. Those perfect. are going to be my two games that I swatch along with the Masters. Uh, fiance, like I said, episode 10, she doesn't know it yet. There's going to be TVs everywhere. Streaming live, <laughs> masters.com. Uh, talking about that, I'm actually super impressed with their app. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. I know I know we're all, oh, all over amazing. the place on a Friday night. But, uh, yeah, you can actually follow your favorite players. So, like, if you hit Bryson, you can watch literally every Bryson shot from every single hole. And there's no commentary. So, it's just like, if you're a real big fan of golf and you really want to see the shots that this guy is making – uh, I don't know if I, I'm personally not going to watch the Bryson shots. Bryson's like one of those guys just, I know I'm harping on him, but like, you know, at like a bake sale, they've got like the big 128 ounce jar of like fucking M&Ms. And it's like win free cookies. If you guess the M&Ms, Bryson's the guy that would get that correct because the night before he fucking made his own thing and counted the M&Ms and then went to the bake sale and was like, uh, 3,462 M&Ms. <laughs> 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 I love it. Um, all right. Oh, thanks. Back to football. Sports bet show. We're having fun on a Friday night. Bengals, Steelers, 425 p.m. Um, I hate the way the Steelers are playing football right now. I like – oh, we didn't even mention Joe Burrow in our rookie of the year conversation. Yeah, you do like him. He's having a good year. Alex is laughing at us. Love it. Um, we're going to skip this game, right, Josh? Yeah, no thanks. We're going to skip it. Seahawks with the worst defense in the league against the Rams coming off of a bye at home, a minus two favorite. Josh, give me some stats. So, uh, and we already talked about this. The Seattle defense is, for a team that has had, well, well, forget, I mean, has a winning record and is, is a good team, they're so bad. Um, like 450, they're almost 500 yards a game they're allowing of total offense, their defense, and they're still winning games. It's because Russell Wilson is having a great year. Um, although, again, the Bills did shut him down last week. Bull, I'm going to give you some credit there, okay? Yeah. Um, the fact that DJ DK Metcalf didn't make anybody bleed, that's the only thing I was worried yeah. about. That guy is such a beast. Like He's a robot. Away, man. He's a dominator. Yeah. So going back to this, too, though, like, just to give you an idea of how bad they are, that they're allowing 40 more yards per game than the second worst team in football. Um, so, like, it's not even close. Like, there's there's nobody even close to them. I know you giggled. Yards you giggled when you wrote that one down, didn't you? Oh, I was like, I was like, whoa, look at this shit. Um, and like, they're allowing 30 points a game and winning. Like, that's the thing that's crazy. And that, and that's the thing is like, Russell Wilson and the offense are averaging a ridiculous amount of yards. Um, he's got 28 touchdowns. He's, he's up by three over Mahomes. Um, 
But they're going to run into a team this week that has a really good defense. You know, you got your number two overall defense. You know, you know they don't allow a lot of passing yards. Um, they're going to get a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. He's going to have to scramble. They don't really have the running game to sort of help complement their passing game. You know, in uh, you know in Seattle, um, the only way this is a this is this is a problem for the Rams is if Jared Goff shits all over himself like he did in Miami two weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. if he if he takes a dump on the field and turns the ball over eight times in the first quarter, I'm still pissed because I lost money on what I thought was a sure bet that week. Um, but if he doesn't beat himself up, like I think they win this game, you know, by, uh, you know, more, a lot more than two, uh, you know, like a 30, 21 sort of game, something like that. Um, yeah. So like they can only beat themselves in this game, in my opinion, I, I don't think it turns into some sort of barn burner game where it's, you know, one scores, another one scores. I, I think Seattle's going to struggle to score against, you know, a good Rams defense. Bull, thoughts? Oh, man. Um, I have no thoughts, honestly. Um, I, do, <laughs> I do actually have... That's the show. <laughs> no, but I do... Um, I want to touch circle back on that game in a minute. I have a little... I want to talk right. teasers with you guys because we didn't even plan this. You guys touched on a lot of perfect games for little like two, three team teasers. So let me, let's kind of recap a little bit. Do you mind? We'll take your table till the teasers. You're good, brother. We'll come back to you. Okay. Okay. We're, we, this is a sports bet show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yep. For whatever the fuck. I forgot what number. As long as my wife says it's okay. Oh, that's right. Seahawks Rams. Uh, I'm going to go with the situational play. That's the hashtag of the podcast this week. Uh, I'm trusting Sean McVay coming off a bye. The Rams have been shaky this year. They're not playing up to the same caliber as the talent on the team, right? So something's going on in the locker room. Something might be wrong with Jared Goff. His Super hot girlfriend might be having some issues or fiance or whatever the hell she is. Um, I just think that the Rams are a better team than the way they've been playing. And I'm betting on Sean McVay coming out of a bye week with a lot of rest and a full serious week of practice at home against a team that that is just their defense sucks. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Jared Goff having a better game than he did against Miami. And I'm and I'm just gonna bet on Aaron Donald here. I'm gonna bet on Aaron Donald, figuring it out, getting to Russ, and and making it happen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams here with you. I'm with you, Josh. Uh, what's making it? Should we make it an official bet? Official bet. Official yeah. bet. Sports bet. Show bet. We're taking the Rams favorite. at home. Two point favorite. Uh, it was at two. Some books have it at two and a half. Some books have it at one and a half. So this is a game, as we always yeah. advise. Wait until game time to see what happens. Okay. 49ers at Saints. We're going to have to come back to this one. This is the last game we're going to comment on. Let's do it, Josh. Is this the Josh versus Frank? It is. It is. And it's risky. It's risky. I I mentioned, you know, Josh always texts me his picks first, and then I tell him that he's a schmuck, and uh, he's got to (laughs) go do some more research. And he brings all the stats like a freaking savant. Uh, he goes, I love the Saints this week against the 49ers. And I said, I love the Niners against the Saints. 
So we are going to put this one in, not as the official sports bet show bet for your bets, folks. Uh, but Frankie D's is taking the 49ers as the nine and a half point road dog against the Saints team that came off of one of their best games against the Bucks in many, many years. Um, I'm taking the Niners here, man. Tell me why you like the Saints. Well, you're just wrong, and here's why. <laughs> um, so I, I think that the way to look at this from a 49ers perspective is, is I'm going to name the people that aren't playing, and I want you to try and name the same amount of people that are actually still playing. Oh, you're such I an I think asshole. that'll be the case. <laughs> right. Yeah. Garoppolo. Show me stats. Kittle. All pro. Tight end. George Kittle. Out. Mostert. Out. Nick Bosa. Are still out. Who the hell is playing for the 49ers? Nobody. Jarek McKinnon's not going to win this game for you against the Saints that held Tom Brady to three points. Um, Eric Kushner's on the 49ers McK- now? Jarek McKinnon. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having fun on a be. Friday night. No, I think for me it's just I feel like the Saints D is coming off of a dominant performance in a really tough game. I don't think they let off on this. I think um, – you know, I, I don't think Nick Mullins is gonna gonna really dominate anything about the Saints, and and I feel like they're playing at the Superdome. I get it; it's a home game; it doesn't matter as much. Although talking about that, like I feel like Seattle and New Orleans are two places that are really missing their fans more than anywhere. Nice. Um, but you know, I feel like I feel like they win like thirty-one ten, something like that. Like I think it's gonna be a lot to a little. I think I think. Quietly, Drew Brees is having one of a, one of his better seasons of his career. Like his completion percentage is like seventy three or seventy four percent or something like that. Um, so yeah, I I was hesitant to make this the Josh versus Frank pick because of the the heck of the spread that has to be covered. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 pretty confident in the Saints at nine and a half here. Are we now? Let me ask that question too. Are we doing game timeline? Or are we doing nine and a half? I'm good either way. I know we usually do game timeline, so. Mm. let's do mm, this is I'll one, do game might, timeline. This is one might, it might move in your favor though I think it's going to move in your favor with the Saints dropping to a 9 favorite instead of a 9.5 I or even, can't see it moving in my favor but your call I'm good either way your call but I, I'm, I'm very I am just confident the Saints are going to cover pretty much any line that they put out there you know right now you're a ballsy guy. I'll take it at game time. Josh versus Frank, game, game time. time line, right before, five minutes before, uh, where <coughs> I, I went up 2-0. Josh has battled back to 2-2. He's on a streak, if that's what on you could streak. call it. Uh, we've got one more pick, and then I know we're like really rambling tonight. I think it might be the, the bourbon, the Negroni, and the tequila. But Giants, divisional game, NFC East. The worst division in football oh against the road favorite Eagles. Is this our plug and pick? It has to be. It's um, got to be, right? And, you know, it's it's really hard for me to to look at this objectively as it is for you. Hey, hey by the way, I just want to point this out because it's just a it, – it's the super corny thing to say this week, but your Jets will not lose this week, Frank. I just want to point that out, okay? They will not lose this week. You're because an asshole. It's a I'm on a buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, 
It's a super corny I, thing that everybody says when they're on a bye, but they're not going to lose this week. So that's something you can look forward to. I'm not um, going to lie to you. I actually pulled up the card and I was like, who the <laughs> fuck are the Jets playing? Oh, you son of a bitch. They're on the bye. Okay. That's when you get people like that. So, yeah. So, no, I, I feel like looking at my Giants, I, I think they're heading in the right direction. I think they got – they beat themselves against the Eagles last time. This division sucks. It's just an awful thing to try and pick any game in this division. Um, but I like four points. Um, if it creeps three, three and a half, somewhere like if it creeps down to three, I don't like it, but it's going up. Um, it's you know, going it up. Op- I think it opened at it would open to three and a half. Yep. Frank, yeah. So now it's at four. I like it even better at four. Um, Giants plus four at home to beat the Eagles. Um, neither team is particularly good on offense or defense, so. <laughs> it's just, it could be a special teams battle it sounds yeah like. it special be. teams battle we'll see who can run the punts oh, yeah. back better so uh hold, this hold for me take the giants at four hold your nose take the pick take the points and, and plug the pick uh for me hashtag again situational play i just think you have to root for the underdog uh in the nfc east no matter who they're playing i just think it's that kind of year where the the whole division is just so bad. I'm gonna take the dog here too. Like, let's just plug our plug our nose and take the picks. Bull's laughing. Bull thoughts. Well, I just realized what plug and pick meant, and I now I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking more of like plugging a hole and picking something, but then it made me think you should call it pucker and pick because like pucker, pucker <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, what game are we talking about? Oh. Um, Daniel, Daniel Jones is going to be crying into his soup at Wicked Wolf, like, after this game. He's going to get bruised up. Like, I don't think they have a chance. Going back to what I was saying about, you know, being antsy in the pocket, like, that dude just, like, wants to oh, go forget home it. after every yep. game. Like, so, I'm all over the Eagles on that. I love the contrarian views by you, Bull. I'm going to text you on Sunday and say you were a special guest of the Sports Bet Show and you shat all over our picks on live radio and now you're winning. (laughs) These men told me this video was for their personal collection. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So to recap our picks before we let Alex go into some special teases and some divisional plays, we are going to go plug and pick Giants at home against the Eagles. We're going to take the Bucks on the road against the Panthers. Uh, we're going to take the Dolphins, even though Bull likes the Chargers. And we're going to take the Cardinals at home against Uncle Bill, Uncle Bull's Bills. Say that Who's three Uncle? times fast. Who's Bull, Uncle what Bill? was Uncle Bill is some fictional guy uh, <laughs> that I just made up. But, Bull, what was the thing? So we're texting. We're, like, getting ready for the podcast. And Bull's like, yo, dude, you should do this voice exercise. You got to do it on the um, this oh, is gonna not. make the, this better make the cut here for uh, the no, video frame. It's, it's like uh, we were saying it's like the thing Matthew McConaughey did in uh, Wall Street. It's just like being your head back, and if you <clears throat> you're supposed to say ding dong, bing bong, king kong, and kind of draw out like the vowels, and it's supposed to like stretch out your vocal cords. You go <laughs> ding dong, ping. Basically, like that's what I do before my phone sex work. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost all of our followers under the age of 30. Phenomenal. Oh god. All right. Bull. Yeah. All right. 
So there, we talked about one, two, three, four, five games that are all perfect that are in line with your, your original picks. And this teaser will pay off, I think, in a bunch of different ways. So um, Green Bay, take those six points, bring that down to, to minus seven. Okay. I see the gears turning in both of your eyes. Tampa Bay, they'll uh, get them plus, one, plus half point and pick them. Okay. Those six points. Baltimore would turn into essentially a pick 'em. Pittsburgh, pick 'em against the Bengals. I'll take that all day. And I'd take those extra six points with the Bills at the Cardinals any day of the week. So I feel like between those five games, if you pick two, three of those to stack together in a teaser, um, I'll pay off a couple of different ways. Would you round robin that into a round robin parlay straight up? Well, the parlay, you don't get the extra points. So. That's what brings us all down right and in, basically into like a field goal game. And if you're as confident in those handful of teams winning um, based on their track record, then, you know, <clears throat> Tampa, Pittsburgh and Baltimore should re- have a relatively easy day of it um, point spread wise. So um, Ron Robbins, I tend to hate because um, I, I used to love doing like three, four five way parlays. And I realized that like I'm good at picking games, but like Babe Ruth only batted 300. So. Like stick to stick to two at a time, and you know throw a teaser in there, swallow your pride, and you'll make money. I feel like you're looking directly into my soul when you said all of that. (laughs) Nobody asks how; they ask how many. Okay, just like in golf, you miss 100% of the shots you'd never take. Wayne Gretzky, also (laughs) from The Office. All right, well, I think I'm going to take your teaser then. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Bull, you got any thoughts on who's going to win any divisions? We're at week Um, 10 now. Well, so I was looking at odds for certain teams to make the playoffs. And if because of the extra playoff team, that makes it really interesting, especially because of how they have some of the schedule uh, later part of the season because of how they're kind of preparing for um, the impact of COVID potentially. So um, if you had told me in 2019 or 2018, like, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins might make the playoffs and not the Patriots, (laughs) obviously. I I don't know what planet you would have come from. So um, I'm looking at the – any the a or the NFC East, um, uh, uh, right? So I'm gonna take the the plus money with the Redskins there. You never know. I don't. You know this at this point. Some of these are just toss ups. But excuse um, me, uh, Alex. We have to be politically correct on the sports bet Washington. show. It's the Washington football team, sir. <laughs> He's got it's a fucking Redskins. He hates us right now. And no, Alex will never be coming back. Thinking, like, I haven't heard anybody make that mistake in so long, and I'm the one who did it. So um, it's all good. Um, but there's a couple of teams with really weak schedules uh, the last couple, next leading down to the end of the season, including the Bears. Um, if they can start looking, you know, getting things tied up on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like um, there are good odds there. Um, the Browns and the Raiders. The Raiders. Um, Raiders. Both, depending on where you can get those over the next couple weeks, um, I keep an eye on those. But the, like I said earlier, the Chargers, 
I think a lot can be told how they play the AFC East in the next couple of weeks too. So um, keep an eye on them, especially in how the uh, the Colts do relative um, in that division. Um, other than that, you know, for conference winners, Super Bowl, um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at the numbers, but I honestly, I know I'm biased, but Buffalo to win the conference was nine plus 900. Like that's not uh, terrible. Um, Pittsburgh, I think it probably has the best um, number odds here uh, relative to KC anyway. Um, but the NFC is a little bit of a toss up. And I really like, I think Green Bay is going to creep up out of the back of the pack here. And um, um, Seattle, I'm plus 950 to win the Super Bowl, plus uh 333. They're split with the um, the Saints and so who's who am I missing there? Anyway, um, you know, I got to kind of pick your spots there, but I'd go with the with the Packers in the NFC as well. I respect it. I also respect your oh, Bills pick, man. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Although I am a Jets fan, I really do respect the way that the Bills have been playing. I think that their offense really figured it out this year, and I would take that 900 nine to one bet. Why not? Do you think Josh Allen has? Uh, a legitimate shot at the MVP if he, let's say they win, you know, one or two playoff games? MVP of the whole league? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, sir. He'd have to go lights out. I feel like if he plays like he did last week for the rest of the season, yeah, we can talk about that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think it just it just depends on you know, he, he, the four games before that, he didn't play it great. He didn't play that great. You know, the team didn't play that great. So it's just, if he can, if he can harness this and keep going, yeah, I definitely think he could be in contention. Okay. So you're telling me there's a chance. There so is. you're telling me there's a chance. Love it. All right, boys. Yeah. I think that's the show. That's the Friday night. Show. Should we recap great the time. picks just for uh, people that fast forward? Definitely. Uh, we like the Bucks over the Panthers. Somebody I heard the other day, they were like, so we're looking really into situational plays, and I'll say that again. Uh, Tom Brady on the last two primetime games has not looked good because Tom Brady goes to bed at 8.30 p.m. We're really expecting a comeback win from Tom Brady because now he's playing at 1 o'clock. I'm like, that is some psycho shit, but I totally agree with it. Um, so we're going to go Bucks over the Panthers. People who write that, like they write that, then they don't even check the weather. couldn't agree more man there's some crazy shit out there uh i gotta i gotta agree with you there we're gonna go dolphins over the chargers even though bull doesn't agree cards over the bills rams over the seahawks and then i'm picking the 49ers josh is picking the saints uh and then throw those teaser bets in there i don't think that's uh anything wrong with that uh if your book does teasers uh, get them while they're hot. I think this is definitely a week where we wait till game time just because there's so much going on. We've got the Masters. We've got college football. Um, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the Masters either Sunday night or maybe Monday after it's all over. I could see this bleeding. into. I know they want to try to get it done, but you never know with the weather or with, this, with the sun going down. Uh, it might bleed into Monday, so who knows? Uh, we'll come back. Uh, I'll be, like I said, in episode 10, I'm going to go live on Instagram during the masters and just spit some fire out there. Some live bets on either Saturday or Sunday. Um, follow us at sports bet show, hit us up on Apple or Spotify podcasts really would appreciate the subscribe. We've got some good five-star reviews out there. Give us a rate, give us a like, 
Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap, boys? It's going to be a sports-filled week weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I vote for more uh, fish songs as buffer music in Thursday and Sunday night football. <laughs> you notice that they've been playing fish. I that's yeah. A- yeah. Yep. I did notice that. I know you're a fish fan. <laughs> Way to bury right. the weed, guys. All right. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Bull, it's been a pleasure, dude. Thanks for joining us. I don't oh, think this good. will be your last show. Uh, Bull is our college buddy, our best friend, our man from Syracuse. Uh, listen to us, you know, episode 12. I think we're going to have a really good time. Let's have a great weekend. Let's have a great Sunday. Let's go. I'm not going to